The second thing I've noticed that I want to share with you is the passage that his children must travel. When I speak of passage, I simply mean the road, the pathway that each believer must walk. Watch this. This pathway or this passage is not an easy one. You know what the songwriter says? It's not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven. Boy. Some people say, when you give your life to Christ, all those things that you used to worry about before, you won't have to worry about anymore. When you give your life to Christ, watch, watch. You won't have problems with your bills anymore. You will have in the abundance because he says, ask and it shall be given unto you. And fast you ask, he's going to fill your pocket. He's going to fill up. Hey, folks. I ain't no way they get that belief from. Because as far as I am concerned, not even Jesus Christ had an easy road on planet Earth, many would say. So this passage that we are going through, it's not an easy road. Well, preacher, why would you say it's not an easy road? Because of what he said. In our text, in verse number two, he says, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be born, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. From our text, I have learned from this passage that our road God has chosen for us Sometimes leads Deacon Nelson to fire. Hello? The road that God has chosen for us sometimes leads to fire. The pathway that God has chosen for us sometimes it leads to water. And may I say something to you? The master, he has a way of disciplining his children. And you and I, and I must say this loudly, you and I ought to be very careful when we step in between God and anybody that he is disciplining. Are you with me? Many times we don't want to see the person being disciplined, but you got to be careful stepping in between God and the person whom he is disciplining. Oh, God must be able to do his work. For in Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 6, the Bible says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And not only chasteneth, he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son of whom he receiveth. And if anybody know what it means to be scourged, In days gone by, anything your grandparents catch in their hand. Anything. You got that, boy. I remember one day my, my uncle was, he drank up his alcohol and he became a bad man. I was small, young. And he came to where my mom 
was living, but she was living in their father's home. And man, he counted all people he put on her to do. And he behaved so terribly. He had everybody running from him. And my mom say, Roderick, run call Papa. And I turn off a speed, make sure he didn't catch me. And I went on and I called my grandfather. <laughs> I said, Papa. He said, what happened, son? I said, cap up there beating up mom and them. And he won't behave. He said, Papa said, where my wire? He had a, he, 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 you, you know that way that the electricians use, the nail on the wall? Not a strand. He had it plaited. And he went up to him because these are two big men now. He's a, he's a big man. And when he went up to him, he said, what's going on here? And he took the wire. No, don't. My grandfather dead, so I can't lock him up anyhow. He took the wire and he gave him some licks. Watch. He met his match. Oh, he was a bad man to me and mom and the rest of the children. But when Papa came, he gave him some licks. He met his match that day. Why? Because he was his father. And God has a way of chastening his children that he scourges. And every time he hit him with the wire, when you're watching me, don't hurt. Scourges. God has a way of wheeling us up. And then we go complaining, I don't know what's going on with me. God is trying to bring us in control. The Lord leads his people through the long, rough way just to humble them. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 and verse number 3, the Bible says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God lead thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Watch this, watch this. To humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep its commandments or no. And he humbled thee and he suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. That's why God sometimes leads us through these rough paths for us to become better. And many times when God is leading us through these paths to bring us better, the only part of the better we get is the B. We become bitter. But his children, he leads them. Sometimes he chooses trials. In John chapter 16 and verse number 33, he said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace, but, be, but in this world ye shall have tribulation. He says, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. He didn't say, You might have tribulation. He said, In this world you will have tribulation. So here's what I got to say to you, church, this morning. Prepare yourself. Paul wrote to the Philippian believers in chapter 1 and verse number 29. He says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Amen. It's coming. It's coming. When you get some time, read Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 6, all the way down to verse number 11. 
Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, and verse number 13, he says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is there to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. I've noticed there are four outstanding facts we will learn about this passage that he takes us through on this road that we must travel. May I tell you that as I think of it and I studied the scripture, the road, the passage that is laid out for me and for you who is a child of God, it is a divinely ordered and ordained road. The passage that is laid out for me is divinely ordered and ordained. Notice, the all-seeing, all-knowing God says, you are going to pass through fire and through water. It's not anybody said that. The all-seeing and the all-knowing God, he says, you're going to pass through water. You may be experiencing some heat. Are you with me, church? But I want to give you the good news this morning. It doesn't matter how hot it gets. And for some reason, it's getting hot in there. But you may be experiencing some heat. But even though I am experiencing some heat, there's something I know. I will not burn in this building from the heat that I'm experiencing. So you and I would need to stop and pay attention to the fact that he says that when you experience the heat, guess what? You will not burn. But the heat you will experience, but you will not burn. He says, you may be experiencing some water up to your neck as my children, but don't get a heart attack. Why? Because you will not drown. I could only imagine the people down and on the Abaco Island, when the waters began to rise, they went up on the top of the cabinets. When it came up a little higher, one set of folks bust a hole through the roof, and they went up on the roof because they were getting out of the water. Were they getting wet? Yes, they were getting wet. Did they drown? No, they did not drown. Why? Because God kept them where? Above the water. And he says, if you are mine, I'll keep you above the water. He didn't say, I'm going to keep everybody above the water. I want to prove that to you. You said, but preacher, he said, I created you. But he also said, I redeemed you. So not only those who are created that he was referring to, he is saying, you are created by me. If you are redeemed by me, then you are mine. And if you are redeemed by him, regardless of what you go through in life, he says, remember something, that these floods will not overflow you. This fire will not burn you because you are mine. And, and above that, he says, I'm with you. I am with you. 
the truth of life is, he planned it all. Hello? Or you believe that these things just happened by accident? No, he planned it all. In the book of Job, in chapter 23 and verse number 10, he says something. But he not the way that I take. Watch this. When you have tried me, I shall comfort. Everybody want to comfort as gold, but nobody don't want to be tried. Hello? Everybody want to glitter, but he said, in order for you to glitter, guess what? I got to try you, and gold glitters after it comes out of the fire. He planned it all. In Psalms 37, verse 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way, or he delighteth in his way. I'll tell you something else, what I've noticed about this, this pathway. It is very rough. Hello? It's very rough. Testing. And it's a frightening way. <laughs> Window passes. God, I would have preferred you to say, if thou passes. That would mean that it is possible that I got a chance that Pastor White may pass and not me. But he concludes that all of us will have our time of going through. He says, Window passes through the waters. It is a way that takes us through waters. Are you with me, church? Are you with me? I know you may be going through some tough times this morning, but stay with me. It's you I'm speaking to. These tough times, they didn't come to stay. You are just passing through. Watch. Behind every dark cloud is a silver lining. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. It is a way that makes... It uh, takes us through fire, not only through water, but it takes us through fire. It is a way that takes us through the rivers. It is a way that takes us through the flames. These are experiences we cannot escape. Notice what the Lord did not say. He did not say if you pass through the waters, if you pass through the fire, if you pass through the river. He didn't say that. He didn't say if you pass through the flames. He said when? When you pass through the waters. Now, now the thing that we keep our eyes on that we remember is the water. The thing that we keep our eyes on and remember is the flame. Because that's what we're worried about. And the thing that we keep our eyes on is the fire. But he said something about that. He says... You are only, ah, church, you miss it. Whatever fire, whatever water, he says, you are only passing through. Job chapter 5 and verse number 7, he says, Yet man that is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Chapter 14, verse 1, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Had you ever experienced yours? No. No. Well, you better prepare yourself. You will experience yours if you're a child of God. 
It is a passage of various trials and hardships. You see, one may pass through the water and not through the fire. Hello. You may pass through the water and make it to shore without drowning. <laughs> but may I advise you this morning that even though you made it to shore without drowning, when you reach on the shore, the fire may be right there awaiting you. The rivers may be there waiting along with the flames. In Acts chapter 27 and verse number 37, the Bible says, And we were all, we were in all in the ship, 200 three score and 16 souls. Mathematicians, you figured out? That was a big ship, ain't you? Carrying 276 passengers. And all of them, they were in the ship. And in chapter 18, verse 1, on to verse number 5, and when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. So while they were out there in this shipwreck, they happened to reach a shore and reach a shore. And when they reached the shore, guess what? The people on the shore, they were so kind to them. From the moment they reached the shore, they had a fire kindled for them, for them to warm themselves. <laughs> Look at verse number three. They're coming out of the water. Didn't drown them. But watch this. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid the sticks on the fire. What fire? The fire that they made to warm them was going out a little bit, and he put some wood on the fire. There came a viper, watch this, watch this, out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Did you understand that? A man just barely reached the shore. He is, he is cold. As a servant of God, he goes to look for wood to put on a fire that he met lit so that everybody could be warm. He is putting wood on the fire and all of a sudden, out of the fire, a snake came and jumped on his arm. Now wait. Not from underneath a rock, you know. Did you hear where he came from? The snake came from out of the fire. If he was hot before the fire, after the fire, he had to be hotter. So he jumps on Paul's arm. Now, you think that's fair? A man just struggling for life. He jumps on the, this man of God who just reached a show. And watch the report. In verse number four, and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he had escaped the sea, Yet vengeance suffereth not to live. In other words, God could have drunk him out here. God allowed him to come ashore. God got to be judging him for something wrong he did. Because now these snakes, when they jump on you, you don't live after that. So Paul, this man, he got to be a murderer. But watch this. But watch this. Woo. 
al aire. La Biblia dice, even though they said that, and they misunderstood who he was, being a man of God, know what God said, that when you pass through the water, it will not drown you. And when you come through the fire, it will not burn you. Guess what Paul did? He said, there's only one thing I need to do. Shake him off. Are you with me, church? What Paul did? What Paul did? No, Paul could have put his hand in his pocket and allowed the snake to go in his pocket too. Paul could have walked around with the snake wrapped around his arm. Paul could have cried out to the people and said, what's this? This ain't fair. He could have made all those different, he could have done all those different things. But what did he do? He shook it up. Let me say something to you. Some of us, we carry our snake too long. Are you with me? Some of us, we carry our snake too long. Some of you, in the places where you walk, there's a snake. And that snake is forever trying to destroy you. That snake is forever trying to bring you down. And every time you see that snake, you cry. You say, God, watch. It is time for you to just, just shake that snake off. Whatever trouble you may be going through in life, because of the words of God, because of what he says, you have a responsibility. What is that? To just shake off this thing. You could stop there and you can worry. You could pine away. You could blame God. You could blame everybody. You could carry this along with you. It's not going to help you. The quicker you shake it off, the quicker you will get rid of it. When I was growing up, there was a saying that the old people used to say, and the young people pick it up. When people used to bother you, shoe fly, don't bother me. Hey, some of us, we need to get to the point in our lives and realize that we need to say to some of those people that are bothering us every day in our lives, shoe fly, don't bother me. Some of us, we need to learn how to keep our mouth shut. For the scripture says, even a fool when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. When they begin to talk, just hush them out. Talk to God or tell them, shoe fly, don't bother me. Shake it off. Now, can you stop them from talking about you? No, you can't stop them from talking about you. But what I've always said is that you must make sure what they say about you is not true. But don't let them control your life. Because they want to control your life. They want to control your life as if they have the key for your life. For if I say this about her, she can begin to worry. If I say that about her, she's going to begin to be happy. So they control us with the keys in our lives. Hey, pastor said this. Hey, pastor did that. So what are they trying to do? Bring pastor down. But pastor knows that there is a God in heaven who says that when that fire comes to me, it will not burn me. Pastor knows that when I pass through the water, I will not be drowned. Why? Because he said, he said you will not be drowned. And on top of that, Brother Walker, he said, I'll be with you. It doesn't matter if you with me, Brother God. It doesn't matter if you with me, Pastor White. It doesn't matter if you are with me, Brother Frankie. What matters is if God with me. And if I got God with me, I got everybody with me. Did you hear that this morning? So we are going to go through tough times. We are going to go through tough times. It is the way how we handle them. Sometimes I hear people come to the office and they say, Pastor, I'm having a tough time in marriage. Huh? 
Well, where's your surprise? So what you get married for? You get married to... No, no. <laughs> to hug and kiss and do, 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 everything going good. Oh, yeah? Watch. When the honey leave the room. Hello. Hello. Oh, you're looking forward to wearing that nice dress and how sweet you're going to look. You may reach to the day that you're sorry you ever put on that dress. Because you got to meet life. And the difference is how you handle it. You look at some people and you say, I wish I was like this person. Why? Hey, you don't know. That's a sister. You don't know what that person is going through. But that person reminds me of the duck. We look at the duck on top of the water, and the duck is gliding across the water. But under the water, boy, under the water, boy. He's doing, but we want to glide. We enjoy the duck gliding across the water. We want to glide across the water. But we don't want to do nothing under. It takes work. It takes work. It takes hard work if you are going to make it. But he says, don't you get frightened when these things happen? I will be with you. Oh, I love that. He said, I will be with you. Amen. Just be reminded of what the Lord said. And then there's a third thing. I, uh, let me give you the fourth thing I told you that I pick up from that passage and get a third point, and we're going home. It is a passage where the road gets rough, the water gets rough, and the fire gets hot. Ooh. When it comes, if you don't trust the one who's leading, watch. It can lead to disaster. If you are the one who's leading the way, you could cause many casualties. I probably shared this with you already. I did a lot of fishing on the sea. Had a couple of boats. And the guys would love to steer the boat. But every time the sea is rough, don't care how those fellas love to stay the boat, none of them buy want the boat. Because they think of their life as precious to them, and they want the best person on board to stay the boat. So they'll turn to me and say, Cap, what are we going to do? I say, what you can do is clean out the boat, sit down, and leave the rest of it. And that's what we need to do sometimes. Just take it easy and leave it to God. He will take us through. There's a solemn promise given to his children who are passing through. Yes, he promised testings and trials. He also promised those that belong to him something else. And he will never break his promises. In other words, he always keep his word. In Numbers 23, verse 19, here's what the Bible says. God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall, it, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse number 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them 
that love him and keep his commandments to thousands generations. In Joshua chapter 21 and verse number 45, he says, There fail not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. And just like it came to pass with them, you can read 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 53, Titus chapter 1, verse 2, and Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 18. Just like it came to pass with them, it'll come to pass with us. Are you with me, church? He promised the children of Israel security. What did he promise them? He promised them security. It is his responsibility to make sure. In verse 2 he says, when thou passest through the waters, I. Are you with me? He says, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Are you going through the waters? Are you going through the flood? He says, fear not. You are mine. By creation, by redemption, by election. I am the one who gave my life for you. I am the one who bore the pain for you. You are mine. You cost me all I have. You are precious to me. Fear not. He says, he promised his children assured security. He says, when thou passest through the waters and through the rivers, he said, they shall not overflow thee. He says, neither shall the flame kindle against thee. He said, the water will not cover you. Not only security. He, this is assured security. He said, the fire will not burn you. And he said, the flame will not set you ablaze. The situation may be desperate, but the Lord will not allow the situation to overwhelm you. Paul writes to the Corinthian believers in chapter 10 and verse number 13, he says, There had no temptation taken you but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able to bear, but with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye will be able to bear it. He promised something else. He promised his presence at all times. He says, I will be with you. You. When these things happen, I will be with you. If you don't believe that, then ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Are you with me? Boy, we have a lot. We have a lot that we can rely on. We have a lot that we can go back to. That, that those Old Testament saints, they probably did not have. Throw those scriptures up there, Brother Sean, for me, and Daniel, and let our people read those. And then let me bring this to a close. Let me come down and bring this to a close. Watch this. He said, I will be, regardless to what you go through, regardless to what you are going through, I will be with you. What did he say? I will be with you. Why? Because you are mine. I will be with you. Why? I created you. I will be with you. Why? I redeem you. I will be be with you are mine. Amen. So now, notice some of those that have experienced what he said. Then was Nebuchadnezzar the king full of fury. When the king is vexed with you, you are in trouble. You don't have 
no higher earthly authority that you can go to. And the form of his visions was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. Therefore he spake, and he commanded. Who commanded? The king commanded. What did he command? That they should heat the furnace. Boy, I can tell you how hot he is. He is vexed that he, they should heat the furnace once seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And other times, multiply the heat by seven times. Make it hot. Watch this. When thou goest to the fire, you shall not be born. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to do what? Bind who? Come on, stare at me. We're finishing now. Bind who? Shadrach, Meshach, and who? Yeah, I know you would say the bad Negro. And to cast them into the burning fire furnace. So they called for the big boys to hold them, to bind them. And to cast them in the furnace that is seven times hotter. By the way, they had never went to that furnace to cast anybody so hot before. And they're going to learn a lesson too. God said, I protect you because you are. And they were not. Then these men were bound in their courts, in their hosen and in their hats. And in their other garments, and were cast where? Into the midst of the burning fire. They didn't just let them down. What did they do? I believe they held them by their arms and by their feet, and they cast them in the midst of the fire. Wow! On my way down, I would have been saying, Finish! <laughs> but these boys Amen. believed in God. Watch this. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those big boys. They did not go in the fire, but being close enough to throw them in the fire, the fire burned the boys up. Burned them. Burned them, Lord. Burned them. Pick up the rest verses. I'm not going back to the pulpit, Sean, so show them for me. Pick up the rest where they were thrown in the fire. And after they were thrown in the fire, then the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors. Matter of fact, before this, he commanded that they should be thrown in the fire. And now the man can't sleep. All night he up twisting and turning, peeping through the window to see what he could see. His men done dead. He got to be frightened. Next person got to be. The king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose up in haste and spake and said unto the counselors, Watch this. He says, When you go in the fire. He says, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? 
He said we didn't tie them up with chains and throw them in the midst of the fire. The people that he asked the question, they answered and said unto the king, True, O king. We threw, we threw three men in there, bound in the fire. But the king said something. Watch this. The king answered and said, We threw three. But Lord, I see four men. Then we threw them bound. But I see four men. What? Loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And the surprising thing is that they have no heart even though it was heated seven times hotter. But watch this. But watch this. Boy, when God says something, God means what he says, and he says what he means. He says, when you go through the fire, I shall be with you. And watch. While they're up there, them boys may be stoned there singing, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be, and a fire burning, but it may be smelling the fellas while I get born already. And they're down there, and, and watch Jesus. Jesus is, Jesus is down there saying, didn't I tell you I'll be with you? Didn't I tell you that I'll be with you? Didn't I tell you? You have nothing to fear. And the Bible says, and they have no heart. But the fourth man that I saw, watch this. He says, he ain't look to be like God. It looked to me like the Son of God. In other words, that person surely looked to me like Jesus, the one who promised that when you go through the fire, I will be with you. Hey, folks, just like he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he just gave them his word. He has given us the very same word. Your fire may not be heated seven times hotter, but whatever that you are going through, he said, what are you sweating about? What it is you are worried about? I have already taken care of that. And just that you don't do nothing that would harm yourself, I am with you. To present, prevent you from doing anything that will harm you. I am with you. Why am I with you? I'm with you because I am with you because you are mine. You are mine. It doesn't matter what the enemy may try to do to you as a child of God. They cannot harm you. Yeah, you may have to hold up your legs a little bit out of the water, but you ain't going to get drunk. Watch. You may feel a little heat, but if you look on your arm, not a hair going to be singed. Watch. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be thrown in the fire, but when you get in the fire, what they think shall destroy you will not destroy you. You will just come forth like gold on the other side. Let not people keep you down by what they say or by what you do. You must live your life based on what he says. Based on what he says that he will do for you. You may be going through the fire now. You may be going through the fire now. But I want you to know that this fire will also come to pass. It did not come to stay. He says, when thou passest through... When thou passest through, on my way from Anguilla to the Virgin Islands, I passed through St. Martin. After a little while, I got on Liat. I knew nothing absolutely what was happening in, Anguilla, in St. Martin. But on my way from the Virgin Islands, I came back and I landed in St. Martin and I stayed in St. Martin from 2004. I am still here. He did not allow what you are going through to come to stay. 
He allowed what you are going through to come to pass. Aren't you glad? When Hurricane Alma came through. Oh, Hurricane Alma. I never experienced a hurricane like that in my life. And man, I thought that I had guts. Because in the time you've been out on the seawater, you must have guts. If you don't have guts, you're not going to reach back home. And I thought I had guts. And at one point, I came out and I tried to open that door. And the pressure from the door would not allow me to open it. And I realized this is more than me. I can't do nothing about this anymore. Sister Letty said, Pastor, remember what you said? I said, what is that? You said to all of us, don't go outside. I went back inside. I closed the door. I said, God bless you all. They're going in my bed. Whatever happened, happened. I went to bed. I went to sleep, Pastor White. And when I wake up next morning, guess what? It had pass. Sometimes we just need to sleep on some situations and let God do his work. Because when we are up we worry too much. If you give it to God, don't take it back from him. Just give it to God and leave it there because he will bring it to pass. So I close with these words. Whatever you are going through. Did you get a message? Whatever you are going through through. Whatever you are going through. Did you hear what I said? Whatever you are going through. You are just going through. Whatever you are going through will come to pass. Just hang in there. Just trust the Lord. He said when you are tried, you will come forth like gold. Had you ever noticed? Somebody got a whole house with galvanized, flying all over the place. A hurricane comes through, take up the whole house, galvanize everything. All of us get together and say, Lord, that poor person. And we decide we are going give them back a house. Good thing the hurricane came. They got brand new house now. Got concrete walls, got concrete roof, got everything now. Watch, watch, watch. When God brings you through, watch, watch. Hang and put you back in that. You are not going to go back in that same old state that you were in before he brought you to. Because there's a reason why he is bringing you. There's a reason why he is bringing you through so that you could shine for him. 